there, and welcome to the Animag Podcast. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt your listening, but we just had to pop in and tell you the good news, baby. Animag is coming to Texas to take over Akon from June 3rd to the June 5th, so be there! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard the man correctly. We will be deep inside of Texas at the Akon Convention, baby. Is that the right way to say it? Akon Convention? Because con just means convention. Akon, yeah, but isn't like con's... <laughs> Like C-O-N? C-O-N, yeah. It's an abbreviation for convention. Oh, yeah. So it's like saying A-Con convention weird? Regardless! Regardless, we're going! We're gonna be there! (laughs) So be there or be square, baby. Now's your chance to meet us in person if you ever wanted to. You wanted to come and give us a little hug, do whatever you gotta do. Come and meet us. Come get questions for our vlog. We're gonna be vlogging out there. Come pick up a business card. We just got business cards made. You won't be able to miss us because all four of us will be wearing Animax shirts. Just look for us. Be there or be square. Now back to the show. Hey, and welcome back to Annie Mag, the number one podcast on the planet. It's me, Asylum, sitting here with Domicus. And we are back this week to reviewing Orange. We are on episode seven. I just can't wait to get this over with. Are you you starting to lie? Are you starting to dislike it that much? It's not that. It's like I already know what is gonna happen. But like yeah, true. somebody wants to watch it just to see the difference, but I don't I don't see no difference. So it's pretty much the same as what you've read in the manga? Yeah. Ah. Uh. That sucks. For me, it's good because I'm seeing all this new. I didn't read it, but also, I'm not going to lie, sitting here on episode seven, it is kind of dragging ass now. Yeah, but it's going to pick up eventually. Exactly. It's not to say that the episodes are still shit like they were in the beginning. They are getting higher up in ratings because a lot more is starting to happen. It's just like the deeper we get into this, my mind goes... The closer we are to rent a girlfriend, and I can't stop thinking about that. Yeah, and you wanted to read the manga of uh, rent a girlfriend. Also, I developed a really unhealthy World of Warcraft addiction lately, so <laughs> I'm trying to also stay focused on this, but also play WoW. I'm trying to grind for a mount that costs five million gold. That's like five hundred real dollars, like human dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be on level what? Thirty? Uh, no, there's no no special level for this one. You just need the five million gold. But whatever, that's you need- save that for a gaming oh. podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, gaming. <laughs> if y'all want, if y'all want a gaming <clears throat> podcast, we could do like anime games, the real sexy hentai games, or like those story games. I don't think YouTube uh, is going to approve of that. <laughs> I think maybe me and uh, Yaze, who you heard. In the last episode, might branch off and do our own podcast about just kind of random shit. I don't think we're going to do anime reviews or anything like that. We already have this, right? The number one anime podcast on Earth. Why would I want to make the number two? All right, let's dive in. Orange, episode seven, letter seven. Pretty much just starts off right where episode six left off. Sue was at Naho's house talking about how they both have a letter. And Naho gets all teary-eyed in the intro rolls. Boom. (laughs) Pretty quick intro on this episode. Yeah. If there was more time before the intro, it feels so long. I realized that when I watched Dress Up Darling, because like mm-hmm. it would have like a long intro, then it would cut and made it feel like the show was short. Oh, like when they have some story progression before the intro rolls? Yes. I mean, yeah, because the episode does get short. It gets not necessarily short. It's probably the same amount of time, but it has something to break it up in between. Yeah, and it it's feels kinda, short. For me, kind of the same way initial d had that like midway picture cut like a commercial break almost whenever initial i was watching that d. yeah 
you you almost pretty much know you're midway in the episode when you see that without having to tap and look. So, I mean, the intro rolls and it slides into Naho and Sua. Guess what? Sitting on a bench. Why is it always a fucking bench in this show? Everything- to be honest, uh, the bench has more screen time than probably most of the characters. <laughs> that is true. Also, something to point out. This is episode seven. And I mean, obviously we know Naho, we know Sua, and we know Kakaru, right? The three real important characters but like hagida has gotten very minimal screen time takako's gotten like none maybe they will get more the further in that we go but right now they also are barely getting anything their future selves get more screen time than them yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so they're sitting on the bench and Sua's kind of like explaining his note to naho and it's really the same exact thing in terms of like how to save kakaru Sua's note has some smaller details in it like it just talks about how he wants his younger self to erase some of his regrets that haunted him so i mean they basically got the same letter but it was just curated for each of them that's i I guess it's because their future self wrote it to them, you know? That's why it hits home in certain spots for them. Naho probably wrote a shitload more than yeah. uh, Sua because how bad she really loved Kakaru. Yeah, true. But in this episode, we learned some stuff about all that. We're, we're going we're gonna to slowly walk our way into that, but I thought that's what made this episode a little more interesting than some of the others. I also noted that Sua was 26 when he wrote the letter to his past self. Probably not an important detail detail but he mentioned it and i was like okay he was they were 26 when they wrote these letters pretty interesting so late 20s or mid 20s 26 yeah about mid 20s you could say i'm assuming maybe you said this in an earlier episode i'm really starting to get mush brain with this show but like when they wrote the letters did sua and naho have their kid in present day i think so yeah i think so too so they had their kid in like their mid 20s it's been a while since i've freaking read the manga it's been like a month it's been a while it's been a hot minute <laughs> oh my god bro and basically after they sit and kind of talk about sua's letter and realize that it's the same exact letter they start working together because obviously the goal is to save kakaru so they know that his birthday's coming up they kind of start asking him what he's gonna want for a gift it's really all starts with sua going hey my birthday's on this day blah 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 don't forget it and then kakaru is like yeah mine's september 14th so they get the date and Sua realizes, holy shit, that's actually right around the corner. Kind of one by one, the gang starts slowly asking him what he wants. And the two girls, Takako and I can't remember the other girl's name. I just remember her as Bread Bitch. The, the girl whose Bread family girl. has a, bre- a bakery. She's not a bitch. She's not a bitch. She's not a bitch. That's true. She's actually nice. We only have room for one bitch in this show. <laughs> <laughs> so they ask Kakaru what he wants and he's like, just some soccer tickets. I want to watch a soccer match. They're like, done. Hagida's like, what do you want? And he's just like, eh, fucking get me a manga. We'll be one even. Volume. One volume. He's like, one volume is all I need. When he said that, I wondered if maybe it's because he knew he was going to kill himself. Or at least try to kill himself. Like, is that why he said, just get me one volume? Or was he just trying to not be greedy? I think he was I feel like it's, yeah, greedy. I feel like it's because he's not trying to be greedy. Because of like some of the other stuff that unfolds a little later in the episode. I don't think he was thinking about attempting to kill himself right here. Yeah. Yeah. And then Naho is the last to ask about the gifts, but she doesn't really ask. She sees him like carrying his soccer gear just in a regular bag. And she's like, oh, you need a gym bag. I'll get you one. And he's like, that's too expensive. And we get a flashback and it's basically Kakaru's mom. They don't show her, but it's just a flashback of her throwing away his gym bag and stuff. Cause you remember earlier on in the show, he promised 
his mom that he wouldn't join any kind of sports club at the new school. So she said he had no need for it and she threw it away. Now I wonder if Kakuru would have messaged his mom saying, hey, I met some new friends. They want to hang out, try to get there as fast as I can or something like that, Uh which it'll be alive. I don't think so. And and I have just kind of walking down the timeline of the episode. We'll we'll get into that because I thought the same thing. But when she texted him about having to go to the hospital, it seemed almost urgent. There wouldn't have been no time for her to wait. But we'll we'll get into that. So Naho says that she's going to get Kakaru a sports bag, right? And she walks oh, out of the God. classroom. And oh, guess, God. guess who the fuck she runs into? The, the bitch. The bitch. <laughs> the bitch. The fucking bitch, dude. Wait is outside. And she goes, nice work. I'll give him that bag. And then Naho, being all shy and coy, she's like, that's fine. I'll just get him too. Like, no, bitch. I'm going to get him the bag and I'm going to give it to him. You can fuck off. And guess what? <laughs> Thankfully, Naho's in a great group of friends. Azu and Takako show up and they lay into Waita. To be honest, I was waiting for the bitch to get Will Smithed. Dude, I was hoping for it. One of the girls was like, yeah, Kakaru dumped you. So why don't you just give up? <laughs> Keep Kakaru's name, Kakaru's name out your mouth. Out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that's good. That's rich. And then while all this is happening, like all of these girls are in the hallway just going at it, you see Kakaru and Hagida pop their head out from the classroom just watching. And then Takako almost right here, she almost slaps the shit out of Weta. I just want to see all three of the girls jump the bitch. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to want to see stuff like that, but I need it, damn it. So Takako has her hand raised, about to slap this bitch, and she goes, you know what? How about instead of smacking you, I'm just gonna tell the whole school that you're a bully. Like, what? No! No, slap the bitch! Slap her! (laughs) And Waiter goes, oh, whatever. I don't need Kakaru anyway. She sticks her tongue out at him like a fucking child and walks away. They should've just let her slap her. Yes, just let her get her ass slapped. It's sad that the bitch has more screen time than the bitch. I'm starting to rather see see the bench over her every time i see her i cringe because i know something lame is gonna happen it wasn't the fact that i saw her once she started talking i was like here we go again here we fucking go (laughs) it's always some bullshit with her dude it's never nothing nice it's not like hey guys what's up so after this fiasco after school we see kakaru and sua walking home i assume they were walking home it was after school and they were walking somewhere and kakaru asked what he could possibly do for naho and sua goes bro just ask her out and then kakaru goes so you won't like man kakaru is kind of getting nervous about sua but little does he know he has absolutely nothing to worry about in that department even though later in the episode sua admits that back then he really didn't want to see naho and kakaru get together he's not gonna do it because he's good guy sua that's why we like him you can kind of add sua to the main character well he is a main character oh yeah sua is definitely others but the others feel like a side character Hagida, Azu, and Takako all definitely feel kind of like third string when it comes to being... Because at the start, it was all about Naho and Kakru, and now it's Naho, Kakru, and Sua. Yeah. Hopefully, they add the others I think as a... I feel like we're going to wind up seeing a little more character development with those three, but I don't think it's going to be major. Sua winds up asking Kakaru what he wants as a gift because... He didn't earlier. He just found out when Kakaru's birthday was. And Kakaru says he wants a bouquet of flowers. Oh. And this whole situation got me thinking, is that why the group was traveling with a bouquet of flowers to bring it to him in the future when he was dead? And guess what? It fucking is. Because they show this later on. And then there's those like heartfelt 
stuff behind all that, but we'll, we'll get to it. This episode has a lot of back and forth, more than we've seen in previous episodes so far. So there's going to be a lot of, uh, we'll get to that in this episode for us. Because that's exactly what they're doing, is bringing this man some flowers when he's passed away in the future. Didn't they show the future? first and then the past like given the gifts yeah because right here like after the bridge scene where kakaru says he wants a bouquet of flowers they go into a flash forward and it shows them giving kakaru some flowers for his 18th birthday but he was dead and sua picked up the bouquet and gives them to naho and says here from kakaru because in the past he said if sua gave him a bouquet of flowers he would give them straight to naho this is what he said to uh sua on the bridge that's what he wanted the flowers for and then sua in the correct timeline sua remembered this and has a moment where he gives those flowers it's crazy naho goes even when he's passed away he found a way to give me flowers kind of like tugs at your heartstrings a little bit the group kind of like this isn't the flash forward that i'm talking right here the group goes on to explain that kakaru loved her they like i guess in that time here's the thing about this episode right here it kind of like proves how sloppy the writers are with explaining timeline stuff because when you're watching it in the present oh we all want fucking naho and kakaru to be together but in the future they're like yeah he really did love you we just didn't want to tell you because it would have complicated things what the fuck yeah it's it's a little sloppy in that regard right there so when we cut back to the present day and they're celebrating kakaru's birthday and he gets all kind of gifts all the shit that he asked them for including the flowers mm-hmm. okay first through. of all how much are they paying that fucking classroom for rent yeah they rented out an entire fucking <laughs> classroom just to have his birthday party oh uh, did they do it after school it's probably after school Something that I noticed with these animes is like, these kids hang out at their schools longer than they should be hanging out at school. Me, I would have been like, okay, later. See I'm trying tomorrow. to fucking leave as soon <laughs> as school is over. Fuck that. They all start laughing about the flowers and Kakaru got all embarrassed and he goes, I was only joking about the flowers, but Sua leans into Kakaru while handing him the flowers and he goes, you can do this. Remembering what Kakaru had said about if he got flowers, he would give them straight to Naho. And then this goes back to Sua remembering that his letter said you need to do whatever you can to get Naho and Sua together. And just from what I've seen off of this episode with Sua just coming into the spotlight for having a letter, he seems to be doing a lot more good and help for his letter than Naho is. Yeah. And then Kakaru just gives Naho the flowers and they have a little gushy moment. He's like, I, I thought you deserved the flowers. And he goes, no matter what, no matter how many girls would ever be involved, the answer would always be you i will always pick you this goes back to like the festival question earlier mm-hmm. in the season kind of nice that they referenced an older episode there and this is where i was talking about where sua has his like internal monologue right here from his letter he says basically he goes back then i didn't want to support kakaru and naho but he's speaking from his future self it's kind of like again i'm probably gonna hit this show kind of hard for it the sloppiness of their timeline writing i think that that could have been a little bit cleaner not only that kakaru said all of that and naho did not say she didn't say anything yeah he like pours his heart out to her he's like look you're the one i like you blah 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 here's some flowers and she's just standing there quiet but also the rest of the fucking group of friends was standing at the door just staring at him being weird like leave go away let it be a special moment i don't want to fucking get all gushy with somebody if my whole group of friends is just staring at me look it's a good thing that they're at the door just in 
case the bitch shows up again, they're going to jump her ass. <laughs> <laughs> That'd probably be one thing. If they wasn't at the door, the bitch would have fucking walked in. Oh, God, yes. hundred. What if she would have walked in with another bag, and then it would have proved that Naho bought two? If that would have happened, I would have uh, fucking hate Naho for that. You would have hate Naho? Yeah, because then she say that she would buy two. Yeah, and I mean, the, I thought you meant like give the bitch. Yeah, yeah, she so wouldn't she have fucking. Have she wouldn't have bought two just to give one to waiter. She would have got bullied into it. So they have this big like gushy moment, and the next day at school, Kakaru is obviously using the bag that Naho got for him. So Naho sees Kakaru using the bag that she got him as a gift, and the group of friends they're all asking her if she's gonna reply to Kakaru, and she's all worried about it. But Sue was kind of pushing because he knows. You know, he's trying to do good for the letter. And Kakaru walks up and he goes, yeah, don't worry about it because we're good the way we are. And then, like, he, he walks away with Sua. And I guess, like, he kind of low-key told Sua that her ponytail was cute because she had a ponytail right here. Sua turns around and he's like, hey, no, Kakaru <laughs> said your ponytail's cute. Dude gets all embarrassed and he's like, I didn't fucking say that. And Hagida's like, yeah, bro, you did. <laughs> <laughs> When did you get here? I was always here. He was just fucking standing there lurking. Damn, that's when you know you're a side character. Good God, man. One-liners. Just full of one-liners. And the episode kind of gets a little dark right here. It gets a little dark right here, but also I think this is where it picked up in terms of me having to rate it as a single episode. So Sua goes up to Naho, and he asked if she had anything specific in her letter for the 23rd. And guess what it says? says that Kakaru tried to hang himself with a towel in his room on that day and he was taken to the hospital unconscious then he was absent from school for several days starting on the 24th the reason was because he was hospitalized what the fuck oh shit it goes on to say the day before his attempted suicide Kakaru met some friends from Tokyo he talked to them about his mother and mentioned he wanted to die too but his friends all thought he was joking oh my god we get a little small like flash forward right after this like this is a banger to find find out right this isn't the suicide or accident suicide that killed him off but this was an attempted suicide so like they don't even let you rest for like two seconds they give you immediately from this a flash forward they're at his grandma's house the grandma's like thanking the group for going and we learn right here that kakaru died the day after valentine's day naho this hits naho a little hard because naho had some chocolates for him but she could never give it to him in fear of what he might think of her so there's a scene here where kakaru sees the chocolates and he asks Naho if she's going to be giving it to anyone and then he goes oh so there's a guy that you like and then he just says bye Naho and he walks away was this part of the reason for the attempted suicide or he died the day after Valentine's Day was that the reason why he thought she liked someone else nope because keep in mind bro the group of friends earlier on the future scene had to break it down to Naho that Kakaru was deeply in love with her maybe that broke his fucking heart you'll see you'll see the reason why fucking crazy dude then we see i guess from where we started saying that this episode turned dark it just gets sadder and sadder because then we see them walking with the friends on the first day when they went to eat the bread and right here it shows him getting a text message from his mom saying that she needed to go to the hospital and he replies with he didn't think he could go anymore and then he said you're not a child you can go alone stop bothering me (sighs) 
Bro! Going back to what you said earlier, I thought I remembered seeing it a little more urgent, like she needed to go to the hospital. But reading the notes that I took down, I think she just had like a scheduled appointment to go to the hospital. So maybe he could have texted her and been like, look, I'm going to go hang out with a couple friends, call, see if you can reschedule the appointment maybe. Maybe that could have saved his mom's life. We're not going to know. Thinking about all of this where he is sad, right? Because his mom killed herself and he's like, I think it's my fault. It honestly kind of fucking is his fault. Mm-hmm. He knew his mom was kind of loony and sick in the head, right? He's just going to hit her with that. Like, no, stop bothering me. Like, bro, this is honestly kind of your fault. I told Yaze about this whole breakdown right here. And he goes, yeah, he's just being a little bitch about it because he brought this upon himself. And until I heard those words in my ears, I hadn't thought of it like that. But honestly, yeah, this whole time I was like, maybe Kakaru is just being a little too hard on himself, right? But honestly, he kind of is the reason why that fucking happened. After all this we cut to present day and he's kind of just they're at school and he's looking out of a window and he makes a noise and naho walks up and she asks what that noise was he says oh i was wondering if i jumped out the window if i could fly away like superman but we all (laughs) fucking know that is not what he was thinking That man wanted to jump out that window and get flat as a pancake. Then he gets all emotional and he's like, well, if I was Superman, I would have been able to save my mom. That was actually kind of sad. (laughs) (laughs) And then Naho notices that he's kind of acting a little weird. And he mentions that Saturday he's meeting with his friends from Tokyo. And Naho goes, definitely don't, bro. Sua also walks in around this time and he says, please don't meet them. And Kakaru is like, what's going on? Sua says, hang out with us instead. And things get really deep right here, bro. Kakaru asks, where's all this coming from? And Sue is like, it's coming from never knowing why Kakaru won't talk to us. Especially when he's hurting. Like, they're starting to hammer this dude at this point. Sue straight up just goes for the fucking kill. He asks Kakaru if he ever thinks about wanting to die. And you know what Kakaru replied with? He said every single day. Why? Because he broke the promise he made to his mom. He had promised his mom that he would go with her to the hospital. And that was the promise that he broke. Oh, man, I got some goosebumps talking about this. This is some deep shit for an anime. Sua, like, walks into him and kind of gives him a hug. And he's like, let the guilt and regret go because it's not your fault. But honestly, thinking about it from how Yaze explained that it kind of is this dude's fault. And then right here, Naho finally, finally grows a pair of tits. And she goes, it doesn't matter what Kakaru thinks of me. He deserves the truth. And then she says, please don't die. I don't want to lose you. And that she feels the same way. And guess what? She says that she loves him. Very deep ending. Very fucking deep ending, man. Oh, like, before I started watching, I was like, man, I really don't want to watch it. And then after I'm like, damn, I want to watch another episode. (laughs) This is because this show does that, man. First half of the show's meh, just a little bit of filler. And then when they get to that back end, they just start hitting you with so much good shit. I'm going to give this episode a seven. Oh, I'm gonna give it a seven. I thought it was, it held a lot of water. You know, we got to see the stuff with the mom unfold a little more. I'm gonna give it an eight. 
because of Sula. Yeah, Sula's always, I don't know, man. He's really becoming a character that I am 100% on board with. Because right now, Sula's in the S tier for me. Also, he's doing just a lot more for the letters than I think Naho is. Naho done failed this shit like nine or ten times. And Sula, Sula reads his shit, and it's like, get Naho and Kakuru to like each other. And by the end of the first episode that we know he's working the letters, it's done. Got it. <laughs> but this left me with a couple of questions, man. I got a couple of questions this time around. Oh, here we go. We got questions. How many questions? Just just two. Nothing crazy. Just two? Okay. Yeah. Number one. Why don't they just show Kakaru the fucking letters? He's going to think that, oh, y'all are just kidding, right? I don't y- think so. joking. I really don't think so because he knows how he's feeling internally, right? So if he read all this, he would go, well, how the fuck do they know all this? Like, how do they know I was depressed on this day? Or he would read into the future and then be like, how did those letters know that I was going to fucking meet up with my friends from Tokyo? I think if he would get the letters and read them all, it would be just an easy way to resolve it all. Yeah, but... Think about that. This is another fucking anime that could all be solved in like two seconds. Get a letter from the fucking future oh my god bro check this out he reads into it the first date that she gets the letter gets to the part where it's like oh you're gonna hang out with your friends from tokyo on the 23rd and then like you wait for that day to come and when that day comes your friends from tokyo hit you up and you're like oh shit those letters were right that's fucking crazy maybe i don't kill myself first of all would you just walk up to him hey here's the notes all right later yeah i'd go up to him i'd be like yo cocker you feeling a little depressed he'd be like yeah a little bit why and i'd be like man (laughs) sit down I got to break some shit to you. And then I tell him the story. I got this weird fucking letter from the future. Basically says I need to try and keep your ass alive. Don't come eat bread with us. Because if you do, your mom's going to fucking die. Then he'd be like, you're just fucking playing with my emotions. And he comes eat bread with us. Then his mom dies. And he would go, oh my God, those letters are real. This could easily be done and resolved if they just show him the fucking letters. I just think it was more for the character development. I mean, obviously they have to do it to have a show. It's like Masamunikun. That could have been done in two seconds, but you want to make an anime, I guess. But just logically thinking about animes is hilarious, and like that is the resolve. Show Kakaru the letters. Second question: Why the fuck is this show called Orange? Is it because Naho's hair is orange? Is Naho's hair orange? I think so. It's either red or like a hint of orange, but like what kind of fucking name? Hair. Sua's hair is. Sua's looks a little orange. orange. Yeah. What a weird title for an anime every fucking main character have like a little bit of well no hagita it's like a blondish brownish yeah i don't know know why it's orange that was my one was more of a statement i really i guess you could classify the letter thing as a question but more of a statement and then the the title is so weird i don't know Uh, if the author broke it down in a manga for the title we can think the manga is called orange because of the passage letter three page 44 when Kakuru bought an orange juice to Naho, and the taste perfectly describes Naho's feelings. Bro. The meaning of the orange color symbolized many emotions related to the story. Ain't no fucking way they <laughs> named the show Orange because he bought her an orange juice in episode three. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, we will not be finishing this anime. <laughs> there you go. That's terrible. Well, a new show, Grape. <laughs> Grape. <laughs> well, that was it for episode seven, guys. Not bad. I'm back on board. I'm ready to finish this show off. Get it out of the way. Same. Hope you enjoyed. And until then, we will see you in the next one. So long, everybody. Sayonara. 
Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit our website at www.animad.org. See you next time. <laughs>